0: Welcome to Arkansas AgCast, your source for the latest news and views in Arkansas agriculture. Arkansas AgCast is produced by the Arkansas Farm Bureau Federation. Welcome to the Arkansas AgCast for September 2nd. I'm your host, Rob Anderson. This week, we hear about what's happening in the equine industry in Arkansas, and we learn about a new mobile meat processing trailer. We also talk about Senator John Bozeman's tour of farms and agriculture operations in the state and learn why these visits from congressional leaders are so important. First Matthew Magdafrau talks to veteran, farmer, and entrepreneur Damon Helton, owner of The Farm at Barefoot Bend in Lonsdale. He's launched what he calls a mobile meat harvest unit, the first large mobile meat processing trailer of its kind in the state.
1: I'm Matthew Magdefrou and I'm here at The Farm on Barefoot Bend in Lonsdale, Arkansas. Uh, And with me is Damon Helton. Um, Damon probably would be best described as a farmer, but he's also a veteran. And I would say uh, maybe his best description is an entrepreneur. Um, He's got businesses all over the area. He's got a wonderful farm and we're sitting down here in a cow pasture. Thanks for uh, joining me, Damon.
2: Matthew, thanks for for coming out, man. Yeah. Welcome to the farm at Barefoot Bend.
1: So, uh, Talk to me a little bit about this uh mobile meat harvesting trailer you got going on.
2: So uh so our mobile harvest unit uh we um we decided that um you know we were just going to kind of uh you know take our own destiny, you know take take destiny, right? And uh grab a hold of it. We um we've we've obviously been producers now for about 7 years, 8 years and um we last year with the pandemic we really uh were exposed to the vulnerability of everything with uh with local processors it just uh you know the meat supply chain just got sucked up and uh you know when when Kroger's and Walmart and everybody started running out of meat all the local uh, packing houses and and uh process facilities just got booked up and uh you know, this is our livelihood. This is what we, this is what we do. We produce local, uh, locally produced, uh, meat, uh, pork, beef. Uh, and so, um, I couldn't get into the processor. I, I couldn't, you know, and if I can't get into the processor and get things, uh, cut up, you know, I, I don't have anything to sell. I can't make the payment on the farm. So, um, uh, I kind of, uh, realized just how, how vulnerable in the, in the weak link in the chain was. And so, my wife, Jana, and I—we uh, decided that uh, we were going to start looking at putting our own processing facility in. And several years ago, we had talked about this idea of a of a mobile harvest unit. Um, some people that I, I'd, you know, done some done some farming with, and they had talked about, you know, being uh, over on the west coast and and up north. Um, and there were these USDA mobile harvest units or mobile processing facilities. And so I started looking into it a little more, and I found this company, Friesla, out of uh, Washington State, that really built, in my opinion, what I considered the best one out there. Um, Very, very great company to work with. Um, And uh, Bob Lauder and his team up there just did a great job for us um, and built this amazing uh, mobile harvest unit. So now, um, you know, obviously I can harvest things off of my farm, uh, but the whole idea, the concept is to go to local farms, uh, no stress on the farmer having to transport, you know, and, 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 the, and the cost associated with that. Uh, a lot of small farms don't even have trailers or trucks. Uh, they have to borrow that stuff from a neighbor. Um, so we can go there um, and, and harvest the animal off their place. They don't have to stress the animal out, loading it up and moving it. So um, just a, you know, pretty neat concept in our opinion.
1: Yeah, for sure, and you know we're we're sitting out here looking at your uh, your bulls, and they they all look pretty stress free, happy, you know, grazing on some grass. Do you think that that's part of the uh, the the mantra behind it is let's keep these animals stress free as they go through the entire process?
2: So without a doubt, um, you know, um, a, a stress free animal, you know, it, 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 let's just. Even humans, I mean, when we're, when we're stressed out, uh, you know, bad things are happening in our body. You know, our, our heart's sending certain signals to our brain. Our brain's releasing cortisol and, you know, all of this is happening just and it's all because of stress. So same thing's happening to an animal. Um, you know, a, a stressed animal um, is, is, is ruining, it's degrading the quality of the, of the meat, the potential that it has to produce. So when you create a stress-free environment for that animal... Uh, It's whole life, and then you have to, you know, jam it onto a trailer, drive it a couple of hours, you know, it's whipping down the interstate, It, you know, 18-wheelers that it's never seen, don't know what the hell it is, it's driving by it, you know, uh, horns honking, I mean, everything's happening, sensory overload on these animals, and so, hell yeah, there's a lot of stress that's getting involved in that, and so, uh, that's doing something to the meat that I have been working for two years to raise and stress-free for a for a grass-fed beef, um, and uh, you know, it, or a hog that's you know seven eight months old, whatever, and 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 it's it's never seen anything like that, and so yeah, that that's has a negative effect on the meat, and then I'm dropping it off at the processing facility, and you know I'm not bad mouthing any processors; these guys take care of the animals as best they can, but but it is what it is. It's in a cage. You know, it's never been in a cage. Now it's, now it's been dropped off at a process facility in a holding pen. And, you know, now it's got to sit there and it's wondering what's going on. And then some complete stranger, uh, comes up and pushes it into a little black box and, and the lights go out. So I don't mean to say, I don't mean to paint like a, uh, a, a bad picture, but that's just the reality of it. And so the mobile harvest unit, that animal never has to experience any of that. Uh, we can go to that farm where that animal is comfortable and it's used to being. Uh, its owner, that it's used to, is is bringing it right up to to the the stun site, uh, and it's just like, hey, what's going on? And then the lights go out. So, like I said, I know that's kind of a <laughs> kind of a crude way to paint the whole thing, but it's it, it it is what it is. So that animal never experienced stress.
1: Well, and you know. Th- it does paint it kind of negatively, but that's the reality of how we get meat. And I think that reality, I think we're what you're attempting to do is to make that reality as pain free and least stressful for the animal as it can be. Talk a little bit about, um, you know, the vertical integration of it. But there's also a big marketing component of this of, you know, it's good for the animal, but it's also good for the farmer on the back end trying to sell this because they're able to market as this animal never left my farm.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, the the whole idea behind, you know, born here, raised here, harvested here, um, you know, I mean, there's my marketing tagline. You know, I mean, that's it right there. Uh, TM, right? (laughs) So, I mean, that's it. Uh, uh, So there's I mean, that's that's a cool story. Uh, And, you know, and I don't care, you know, what what division or what level of agriculture you're in that's a cool thing, um, you know, that the animal, you know, we, we've we raised the animals here, they, they were born here, we raised them here, we harvested them here, that's a great story for the farmer, that's a great uh, selling point to the consumer and it's a feel good for the consumer. That consumer understands that that animal lived a good stress-free life and it's our job to be good stewards. I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's what God gave us these animals. That's, that's our job. We are stewards of, of, of all of this stuff. And so the better, more efficient we can be at it, um, the better in turn it's going to provide for us. For sure. And I think that, so you've got this trailer and
1: it's, it's here and ready and hopefully in the next, you know, coming months, you'll start, uh, rolling out using it. But tell me a little bit about, um, the cutting and the packaging and kind of the, what you're trying to build here on the farm in Lawnsville.
2: Yeah. So we've kind of got a two, um, you know, two phase, two, you know, two stages, uh, of, of, you know, growth and business. That we're trying to put together, and so number one piece is is the mobile harvest unit, uh, and then the second phase is going to be our static facility, our actual cut and wrap fabrication facility, and so um, that that's going to be built here on the farm, and and so the whole the way the whole thing's going to look when we're done, you know, in the next six to nine months, is um, uh, you know the, the the harvest unit will be able to go to the farms, uh, harvest the animals off the farms, and then they're going to come back here. And the truck and the trailer will come back here, we'll offload the animals into an aging cooler, uh, and, and on the trailer it's, it's got the the drip cooler on there, so they'll actually be bought down to temperature on the cooler before they're ever taken off, uh, and then uh, gone into the, um, uh, the aging facility, and then from there, you know, we, we, we bring them into the, the fabrication room. And what we're building out is, is actually a really cool design. It's going to have a, a large open window for people to be able to see what's going on in there. Um, so it's we're going to try to, you know, couple that with an educational piece as well, not only for, for students, uh, but just really for the consumers. I mean, we want the consumers to obviously see kind of how this is happening and what's going on. You know, from, from coming out to the farms to how the animals are harvested to uh, how, how their meat's put together. You know, like what's happening? What's this whole process? And that's all about, you know, our, our mission from the whole entire, uh, you know, the beginning of when we first started farming and, and opening up, uh, you know, the little general store. And uh, that was all about connecting people with their food, right? Bringing bring food back to where people understood what was happening and where it came from that's
1: awesome and th- i think this is all going to be uh, a step forward for the state in a lot of ways um switching gears a little bit you know you're not a one-man team you're not doing this all on your own you have a whole team but uh probably your best partner i would say is right over here sitting in the uh the the uh, the mule i guess we'll call it
2: um so so take a second to brag on her a little bit your wife janna it's gonna take more than a second buddy let me tell you uh she is, uh, I mean, she's my lightning rod, you know, um, yeah, it, I gotta take a minute to breathe on that. I mean, I honestly, like it's, uh, I get a little choked up looking at her and, uh, she's, uh, she's, she's been through it all with me. And, uh, uh, she's, 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 um, well, I mean, I don't know, man, you guys, to, it's, it's tough. Uh, well,
1: there, there would be no farm on barefoot Ben. There would be no old crow general there, store. There'd, there'd be none be, no, of it without yeah.
2: her, right? No, there, there wouldn't, uh, Jana's, uh, you know, she's, she's been the rock throughout this whole thing. And so Jana, when I, uh, got out of the military and, you know, I, I, I started working and, uh, I, I wasn't happy, you know, I had a hole inside of me from, you know, uh, the stressors of war and everything and, uh, leaving the military. And, uh, so I just, you know, had this, uh, midlife crisis and decided to buy a farm and become a farmer, not knowing anything about it. And, uh, she was she just supported that she said if that's what you want to do then I I got this and and so I I I walked away from a great paying job 401k benefits being the breadwinner you know all of that and she took she took those reins she she took that mantle and so for the last uh you know eight years of me building uh what we have here um just just day in and day out being out here grinding it out she has you know raised four kids and, and, uh, moved us and, uh, kept me sane, even though I don't know how she kept from going insane and, uh, uh, she, she held it all together. And so, but we always knew like we, we kept our eye on the prize. We, we saw the light at the end of the tunnel and we never let off the gas. And, uh, uh, you know, it's what's, what's that, 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 that country song, you know, if you're going through hell, keep on moving, you know, don't slow down. And we didn't. We didn't slow down. And, um, and now we, 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 we've got this amazing thing that's built. Jana's actually been able to, uh, you know, this year reduce her hours at work uh, to two days a week. And she focuses on our businesses now. Uh, she's, ab- she's an absolute financial numbers wizard. Um, so, you know, obviously it took her a little while to clean up the mess that I had made f- with, <laughs> with, with, with the bookkeeping. Uh, but you know, I was just, I was, I was grinding it out. And, um, and so she, um, she put that all there. Uh, and like you said, you know, I'm not a one man show, you know, my dad, um, has absolutely been instrumental in helping me with, with the farm. And, and, uh, you know, my dad and I, uh, you know, growing up, it was, it was, uh, it was kind of this, you know, dad had the same kind of deal, you know, he was, uh, Military man, 32-year uh, um, uh, Special Forces uh, Army veteran, and so, you know, uh, I'm not gonna say like a hard man, but a but a like a like a you know like a mean guy, but he was he was a very hardened individual, uh, Vietnam veteran, and but he uh, worked his ass off for our family, and uh, so, you know, I I have a lot of inspiration from him and and you know work ethic that I learned from him. Uh, as we continue to grow. Uh, you know, my sister retired from the Little Rock Police Department uh, after 19 years of, uh, well, was it 19 years? Nine, or 20, long call it, yeah, long, yeah. Yeah, call it 20. Yeah, call it 20 years of service uh, to the Little Rock Police Department. She retired and uh, she actually uh, bought the original old crow from us and took that over. So now we've kind of got a a nice little family story of my sister retiring and and she took the reins at, at old crow. And so now I'm able to focus on the processing facility and working on a second old crow store. Um, and so, yeah, it's uh no, I'm not a one man show. There's a lot of support behind me that, uh, I wouldn't be able to do this without any of these, these, these people that I just mentioned. So
1: that's awesome. Um, just very, very quickly talk about, uh, the, the second old crow story you just mentioned.
2: Yeah. So, so our original old crow, uh, October of 2015 is when we opened that up and, uh, still running strong today, doing great. Casey, my sister's done a great job over the last year of, uh, you know, uh, taking the reins there and, and, and bringing it back to its original, you know, cause obviously I was scatterbrained and doing all kinds of other stuff. Uh, but she's really tightened that ship up and, and so that has, has really given us the, the vision and the opportunity to focus on uh, an old crow in downtown Benton, Arkansas, um, well, Arkansas, we, of course that's where we are, but in uh, <laughs> downtown Benton, and uh, which is where Jan and I live now, I wish. And so uh, a few years ago, Jan and I purchased um, a couple of old historic buildings and um uh, we love downtown Benton and if you guys have never been to downtown Benton it is seriously one of the most charming downtowns in all of Arkansas. It is so cool. We've got one of the most amazing courthouses right there in the square uh, and um, you know we were blessed enough to um, you know meet somebody at a farmer's market amazingly enough. You know I was working the farmer's market in downtown Benton and uh, Met a lady and her husband who owned some buildings down there and they said, you know what, we're we're ready to retire and spend time at the lake cooking this wonderful sausage that you have. And so I said, well, what are you doing with your building? She said, well, I'll sell them to you. And I said, well, awesome. So uh, we had some renters in there and just kind of bounced around ideas for, you know, a couple of years. And then, uh, like I said, when Casey took over down there and we moved to downtown, it was like, you know what, it's time to put an old crow down here. Because uh, people want those awesome pies and those amazing sandwiches that we make. So.
1: Oh, and l- let me tell you guys, for you listening, if you've never been to the Old Crow, he- he's not lying. Some of the best sandwiches and pie in-, in the state, you need to get over there and hopefully soon get over to downtown Benton too. Um, well, Damon, thank you so much for uh, being on the, the AdCast with us. Um, I think that probably the best way to close us out is to tell people to go to uh, Facebook and go to the uh, farm at Barefoot Bend um facebook page and follow you guys because you know this mobile meat trailer the old crow all this stuff you guys got going it all gets updated on there they'll be able to see updates follow along in the journey and maybe even have you come out and uh harvest some meat form in the future
2: that'd be awesome and yeah all you guys listening uh, if you guys ever you know need anything if there's any veterans out there listening uh uh, man, we we're, we're all about uh, you know paying it forward and uh, and lending a hand where we can. So if if uh, if there's anybody out there that wants to come see the farm, take a tour, uh, find us on Facebook, the farm at Barefoot Bend. Uh, you can go to Old Crow's uh, Facebook page, Old Crow General Store, uh, and uh, check us out. Send us a message. We'd love to see you. Thanks for coming out. Thank you.
0: Next up, Arkansas Farm Bureau Director of Commodity Activities and Economics, Dr. Jessica Richard, tells us about the equine industry in Arkansas and an important new industry survey the University of Arkansas and Arkansas Farm Bureau will use to plan for the future. All right, I am here today with Dr. Jessica Richard, equine director for Arkansas Farm Bureau. Uh, Thank you for joining us, Jessica. Uh, We are here to talk about something that doesn't get talked about a lot. Um, And when we're talking about agriculture, it seems to be overlooked sometimes and that's equine. Yep. That's all, all the horses out there. Um, talk to me about the equine industry in Arkansas. I know back in May, there was an equine leadership summit to Mm -hmm. talk about issues in the industry and where things are heading and what needs to be done. Tell me, can you give me a capsule of what's going on with, with that industry in Arkansas?
3: Yeah, sure. So, uh, like you mentioned back in May, we had the equine leadership summit. That was a, a very active, very long day. Uh, we had four sessions, four kind of think tanks, if you will, um, there's there's kind of a lot of specifics about what happened that day. Um, and Mark Russell and Megan Ma- Malden, um, they ran that and conducted that. This is a uh, part of a research project, co-funded with Farm Bureau and others. Um, but it it's a University of Arkansas activity, and so yeah. that kind of motivates they, the whole.
0: Those the, the they are associated with the University of Arkansas.
3: Yes. Dr. Mark Russell is the equine specialist up there and Megan is a master's student and this is her research. Okay. Well, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. It was really, it was really cool to be a part of that. Um, Steve Jones, the chairman of the equine division of Farm Bureau was there and participated. Um, But kind of motivating us for why we're here today is that summit kicked off uh, a one year long project for Mm -hmm. her research. That is the equine industry assessment. Okay. And so Um, If any of our listeners out there know what the beef industry assessment was, that was conducted in 2018 um, by U of A and Mm -hmm. Farm Bureau and others. This is basically that, except for the equine industry, whereas that was for the beef industry. Sure.
0: So uh, when you talk about equine industry in Arkansas, can you tell me a little bit about the scope of that? How big is it? How important is it? What role does it play? I mean, you know, anything you can help us understand the, the scope of the industry in Arkansas.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, regarding livestock in the state of Arkansas and kind of focusing on um, on livestock in general, uh, there are a lot of horses, mules, donkeys, everything out there. Um, it has pretty ubiquitous presence across the state. And I think Arkansas is actually a top-ranking state when you look at the country in terms of demographics for how many horses we have. I mean, we really do have a, a large, robust herd Something I did not know. Okay. Yes, and, and you've got everything from that racing presence to that backyard ownership presence sure. to schooling, eventing, competition, all of the above. I mean, we really have um, a pretty diverse equine industry here in Arkansas.
0: And and I just said horses earlier, but it, it's beyond that. It's it's more than just...
3: Sure. Uh, I mean, horses obviously are going to take the the dominant presence yeah. in the demographics, but yeah, we do have donkeys and mules and... Um, I believe we did a special did, on didn't some mean mule to breeders. Leave those guys out. Yeah, no, they're absolutely a part of this equine industry for sure.
0: Um, so, this assessment, the importance of that, it, it's it's going out right now. It, it's gone out to some horse owners, known, known people within the industry. Um, it's going to go wider online, but. Right now, it's gone out to them. What are they trying to find out? What, what, is, uh, what are they trying to assess about the industry? What kind of feedback are they trying to get?
3: Sure. This, this assessment is really supposed to target two things. What can U of A Extension Programming be focusing on for the next 5, 10, however many years that it, that it is relevant to address the issues identified by this industry assessment? On the Farm Bureau side of things, this is supposed to inform our policy needs, our programmatic needs. This is supposed to help me think about how to engage the membership that's out there and alive and strong. Um, there's there's a lot there's a lot in those two lanes with respect to what this industry assessment is supposed to do. And so, kind of bridging the gap, that leadership summit was an identification day. That was a how do we how do we get a soft idea of what the concerns are so that we can develop a survey. To help really isolate what are the concerns, what needs to happen, what are the information needs?
0: Mm-hmm. What kind of programs? Uh, I mean, can you give me an idea when you talk about the programs that exist in terms of equine? Um, what people can take advantage of right now, whether it's through the university or Arkansas farm bureau? You know, is it informational? Information sharing? Is it you know information on the industry and the business and what pe- you know? Can sure. You what, like what
3: are the existing programs yeah. offered to? The average Arkansas horse owner. Right. So um, I'll speak first from the Farm Bureau side. Mm -hmm. Um, Just as a staff, it's easier to start there. So um, the division, the equine division, which is an advisory group to the board um, within the state, is made up of county members that represent equine. And what this will help them do is get a better idea of what the policy discussions need to look like during policy development and those Mm -hmm. two commodity meetings every year. But also, it's going to af- inform programs like our sponsorship of the state horse show that's coming up this weekend. Is is that still helpful? Is you know how can we do better at that? Um, on the University of Arkansas side um, for that extension program, I'll kind of speak lightly about that because I know that's sure. Doctor Russell's territory, mm-hmm. um, and I know he's doing a lot. He's kind of a hard person to track down in the summer. Is he good? Um, yeah. So he he goes out and he's part of 4-H clinics. He's there bringing information. Um, you know, he helps. He can help sometimes during, um, you know, if an owner has a disease situation where they're trying to identify a health concern, he's a specialist in that animal so- science department um, in extension that will go and help be a part of those conversations. So this is going to help him develop uh, kind of more long-term programs to say, okay, if this is the information need, how do I build a couple speaking sessions or county meetings around targeting that? that information
0: need Uh, and and do you guys um, whether Sioux Farm Bureau or the university provide information about care for these animals or regulations surrounding uh, ownership and care for the animals? All of the above yeah
3: definitely both so that's exactly the kinds of things that are getting brought up I'll just give you like a kind of taste and flavor of this is that um, you know care like nutrition, hoof Mm -hmm. trimming, housing, um, regulation needs you know is it a a disease traceability thing where we're looking at, you know, how disease are, diseases are moving across states. Um, what is the disease presence right now? Um, you know, there's a, there's a long set of policies at the State Department of Ag that we keep our eyes on as Farm Bureau staff. Sure.
0: All right. So, again, this survey is going to be important in looking toward the future of the industry here in Arkansas and finding out what people think about that and where it should go.
3: Absolutely. I I think the survey is going to hopefully be a catalyst for Farm Bureau and University of Arkansas to really kind of plant a flag in what the future can look like, because it's a listening session is what I like to think of it as as, is, you know, it's a survey, but really, that's just primary data. Mm -hmm. You know, we're looking for information, but sometimes the key to extension is just listening and and hearing from the people what they need. And this survey is a, a very formal way of listening in a professional manner.
0: Sure. Um, do you think this, uh, th- this kind of effort will help, uh, well, uh, you know, grow the industry in Arkansas make it more active, proactive? I mean, is that part of the goal here to bring people together to be more active? Yeah,
3: and- absolutely. So I think, I think what the survey is like going to do best is just bring a richness and a quality to our equine industry. Mm-hmm. Um, but also like selfishly i really hope it it brings some excitement to these folks that hey like we want to hear from you and we're here to serve you like let's just bring some new energy to how the arkansas equine industry moves forward
0: well that sounds great um anything else we need to know uh uh, moving forward about the the survey i mean Anything else you want to say about that? Because I want to point out that this survey has gone out to, as I said, people within the industry, people who are owners uh, of animals and that sort of thing. But it's going to be online soon, and we will be putting that out through Farm Bureau social media channels. We'll be sharing that um, to help get feedback on this survey. right. Um, obviously you're encouraging people to do this. You want this information.
3: Yes, for sure. Definitely retweet on the encouragement. Um, The the action item of the podcast here is just, if you see that link, um, please consider taking it. If you are an equine owner or participant, and if you're not and you know an equine owner or participant, please, please, please consider sending them this link. That would be awesome.
0: All right. Well, thank you very much for your time. Thanks, Rob. Finally, Jason Brown talks to Craighead County Farm Bureau President Jeffrey Tubbs and Jared Yates, ARFB's Director of Public Affairs and Government Relations, about Senator John Bozeman's week long tour of Arkansas agriculture and what it could mean for the state.
4: I'm here today with Jeffrey Tubbs at the Craighead County Farm Bureau office, and we just wrapped up a conversation with. Uh, Senator John Bozeman uh, as part of his uh, agriculture uh, tour this week here in the state of Arkansas. And Jeffrey, just wanted to ask, you know, uh, what 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 are some of the things that you guys were able to discuss uh, with Senator Bozeman today?
5: Well, I'll just start off by saying, you know, it was great to have Senator Bozeman come to us and not have to always go to D.C. to see him Um it was interesting. You know, he has a lot of concerns that we've been hearing about and just went into more detail talking about the step-up basis and some of the carbon stuff that's coming down the pipeline and just how important it is for us to stay involved with uh, letting people in D.C. know what we want here in Arkansas as well.
4: Yeah, that's right. He talked a lot about that uh, step up basis and capital gains. Just uh, can you summarize, you know, sort of some of the conversation that he shared and, and some of the challenges that that – you know proposals like this could present for farmers in arkansas
5: yes i think it'll be uh, it'll be very challenging especially if you've got some grandparents and this has got a transition in the next four years this is one of those things we hope that if it does get passed it'll be short term but the way it looks like there's a possibility of it happening and that's definitely going to be an issue for guys trying to transition these farms
4: yeah, it, it it certainly I think what we're hearing is has the potential to to present a lot of challenges for multi generational operations. Um, what do you think is the sentiment in the room uh, with farmers right now? Uh, we know sort of what what uh, commodity prices are doing. Uh, we know you know there are certainly have been some weather challenges this year. What do you think the sentiment is here in Northeast Arkansas among farmers?
5: You know, I think the northeast Arkansas, we've got a pretty decent crop. You know, guys are starting just now to get the harvest. And uh, it looks like that's going to be promising. We don't, we've don't, we not been far enough to know for sure. Um, I definitely, you can tell that there's farmers concerned about this because, I mean, it's first of September and we had a room full of people to meet with Mr. Bozeman. Um, if you'd asked me this morning at 8 o'clock, I would not thought that we'd have that many people show up.
4: Yeah, you're exactly right, especially with some corn and rice harvest going on. Which brings me to my last question: uh, How are things going on your on your operation right now? What do you, What are you guys working on right now?
5: So, my operation, as most people know, you know, we have a small beef farm. Um, things are going really well. I just we finished cutting the last of the hay that I think I'm going to put up for the year. Pretty excited to have that behind me. Um, the vegetable crop that we did was a success. We stole most of that stuff. My family's row crop operation. They uh, started trying to cut corn today. Moisture is too high, but what was coming in the grain bin looked promising. Okay. Great. Anything else you want to add for us?
4: No? All right. Well, uh, thank you so much, Jeffrey, for taking the time to talk to us for the Arkansas AgCast, and we'll catch up with you soon. All right, Jared. Thank you for joining me here on the Arkansas Adcast. I just wanted to grab you for a few minutes and talk about the, a 30,000 foot view of a tour like this. Um, I was listening to rural uh, radio on, on satellite radio this morning on the way in and heard, um, an interview with Zippy Duvall, where he's sort of talking about this August recess, it being a great opportunity to get elected officials, to invite them out to your farm, let them right. see your operation, let them, let them hear about the, 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 the policies that may be impacting you or what may be helpful to make their job uh, more productive. and. I think that maybe what we're seeing here, um, some of this with this tour. So I'm just curious, what are some of the stops uh, that the senator has made on this
6: uh, tour back home? Sure. You know, I mean, Arkansas has got a diverse, you know, diverse agriculture across the state. You've kind of got row crops in East Arkansas and cattle ranches and poultry and uh, uh, other livestock mm-hmm. uh, in this western southern part of the state so you know I think the senator's done a good job of trying to get uh, in front of you know some farmers and ranchers across those diverse um, you know diverse crops in Arkansas so Mm -hmm. he's hit some cattle ranches in uh, in western Arkansas and then uh, in Charleston he was at the Pendergrass uh, Cattle Company and uh, another cattle operation in Faulkner County he's been at Row crop farms in East Arkansas near Jonesboro, uh, and then he's also hit some of the, you know, Anheuser Bush rice mill and the Delta peanut folks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's you know, those are the folks that buy our products, um, and so you know, getting in front of them and, and working with those guys is also important to uh, to our folks. So, you know, he's he's making he's making the rounds. He's all yeah. over the state, which has been great. Um, it's been good to to good to have him in the state and listening to farmers.
4: Yeah. Yeah, and from what I've seen, uh, you know, I happened to be at that meeting last night in Cricket County and a patient visit, uh, you know, it's not a it's not a move, 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 move. Right. I mean, he's really sort of sitting with each stop, it,
6: it seems like, to me, at least. Yeah, you know, they call it the August recess or the district work period. Um, but, you know, this really is their opportunity to get to the state and spend time at home around the state with his constituents. And, you know, he's done a good job of doing that, but, you know, it is quality time, you mm-hmm. know, it's where he can sit and say, you know, this is what we're hearing in DC. And this is what I'm hearing, uh, you know, as a member of the ag committee um, mm-hmm. with people from all over the country yeah, that may have different views or, you know, different life experiences, you know, Senator Bozeman, for example, you know, he has a cattle background. And so he's, right. he's aware of that, but you know, he's, you know he's not planted rice and and done those type of things, so he needs to learn about that and hear about that and and um, and take that knowledge from our folks or from farmers and take it back to the ag committee. And so I mean I think that's what he's doing. He's he's asking our folks, what what are your day to day challenges? Mm-hmm. What you know what do we need to be doing in DC to try to make things better for for you uh, or for your market or or the day to day stuff that you're dealing with. Yeah, so it's good. It's it's a it's a good opportunity for Arkansans and farmers and ranchers to to express those things.
4: Yeah, it was interesting to hear him talk too last night about you know some of the work he's doing with senators from I states or from uh, right. you know prairie states and and things like that to bring that national perspective back back home to right. to our farmers and then allowing them to to. Provider asking them for right. some input that goes back up to, to some of those other states as well. You
6: know, one of the things that's interesting is, you know, I remember one of my first experiences with the Ag Committee in the House uh, of Representatives was we were working on a rice-specific uh, piece of legislation or language to get in the Farm Bill. Mm-hmm. And we were sitting, we had all of our, you know, we had our plan together. We were going to make our case and testify before committee, et cetera. And for the longest time, the gentleman from Washington State, was wearing the committee out about cranberries mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it just kind of really resonated with me that you forget being, you know, rice was critically important to us and, and what we were working on at the time. Yeah, sure. But this is a national effort and cranberries was the most important thing to him and to the farmers <laughs> in his state. Yeah. And, you know, we didn't much care about cranberries and what, what yeah. was going on, but I mean, uh, but it's, you know, so you've got such a diverse, um, you Know agriculture across the country as well that you know we are asking our representatives, our senators, and representatives to take our issues to DC and fight for these things. And you've got you know all 50 states mm-hmm. asking their members to do the same. So, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, this is not this is why these opportunities are so important is because as the senator sitting at that committee and the gentleman from Washington state's arguing about cranberries, he can be fighting for. The things are important to his state yeah,
4: and from a from a really informed perspective, so that that sort of brings me to my next question I mean we've touched on this a bit, but i'm I'm just interested to know from your perspective and your experience uh what are some of the things that he might expect to see and
6: and learn uh on a on a tour like this sure i mean you know i mean obviously agriculture you know points and things that we our members see every day, whether it's trade, whether it's markets, mm-hmm. whether you know commodity prices, whether it's um you know <clears throat> more research dollars that we know. Uh-huh. Those things we talk about. But this is also an opportunity for our members to talk about things that, you know, might not, you know, fit within an agriculture umbrella, but, you know, whether it be certain taxes, but uh or you know, there was some discussion about Afghanistan Mm -hmm. and our withdrawal from Afghanistan last night in last night's meeting. And, you know, you've got U.S. senators sitting in front of you. And um, so, I mean, I think it's also important for our representatives to get views from our our ranchers and farmers Mm -hmm. on how they feel not only about agriculture issues, but, you know, how rural America sees some of these national issues that he has to deal with on a day-to-day basis too.
4: Yeah, you're absolutely right. And for Farm Bureau to be able to host that conversation with
6: with members uh there in the
4: county, I think was important, but but yeah, he he, he you're right. He he heard a lot about uh, not only agriculture, but other issues that are important sure. to folks. Well, speaking of Farm Bureau, you know, in the membership, what are some messages that Farm Bureau members are are sharing with the senator this week as he makes some of these stops?
6: You know, I think that, you know, on one of the things that's uh, kind of become on the front burner is uh, the tax policies that are kind of being discussed, tax Mm -hmm. proposals that are being discussed um, that involve, uh, you know, the capital gains tax, inheritance tax, Mm -hmm. um, and what those impacts will be on on farmers and landowners. And so, you know, I think that that's been the majority of some of that discussion. Um, But it's all, you know, trade is always one that I feel like comes up at these meetings, uh, not only sustaining existing trade markets, mm-hmm. but always uh, you know, looking toward opening up new markets. And, you know, I mean, the senator touched on, you know, the work that has been going on with, with Cuba and Vietnam and Taiwan and trying to, you know, increase some of the trade we're doing with them. Uh, mm-hmm. Iraq was another one that, yeah. you know, we're trying to uh, continue to open up uh, trade with. So, you know, and I think that those are, you know, those are probably the, the top issues that that are discussed, but you know, uh, in one of the meetings, research was the main topic. Okay, you know I mean, how vital research is to uh, everything that uh, that we're trying to do in our future uh, in agriculture. So, yeah, you know, I think research was uh, was the main topic, and and, uh, and and the senator got that message.
4: Certainly, certainly. Well, you know, you yourself are a rancher in Nevada County, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. So. I'm just curious if the sender were to visit your farm, <laughs> what are some things that, uh, that you might, you might share with him? I'd about? have to clean the tractor first. <laughs> um, <clears throat>
6: you know, I mean, I mean, I, you know, we, you know, we, we just run have a small cow calf operation and, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, you know, the challenges that we face are, you know, not unlike a lot of our you know colleagues and other ranchers and, in South Arkansas or across the state. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's markets, it's, mm-hmm. you know, trying to ensure that, <clears throat> you know, that, you know, in, in the center, you know, in some of these meetings, this, this issue come up about the spread between, you know, we sell a calf and market and mm-hmm. sell barn and, and what that spread is in terms of from that point forward till it hits the, the consumer, whether in a grocery store or at a restaurant on the, on your mm-hmm. plate, um, you know, you know, that issue is always kind of there for, the cattle side, but, uh, but, you know, I mean, I I think I would talk to him about that. I talked to him about rural America, Yeah, you know, I mean, our infrastructure at home, uh, you know, our education, you know, I mean, in a small town, your school Mm -hmm. is one of the most important, uh, you know, aspects of the community. Sure. And, you know, it's hard to raise, raise a family on a farm if, if the, if there's not a school to take them to, and, and it's hard to get your you know the next generation to stay, and yeah. continue that that farm, if there's not an education or if there's not an infrastructure and uh, and those kind of things. So I mean, I think that you know hounding that message to these folks is always important uh, for the, for the, for those of us that live in live in in rural areas.
4: It's kind of interesting to see all that tie together. We talked a lot last night about stepped up basis, capital gains, yep. you know, which which could has the opportunity to. You know, could impact multi generational farms, but but to your point, educa- if the education system isn't there. That's right. Does it really matter if you can pass down? If the infrastructure isn't there, broadband connectivity isn't there, healthcare right. isn't there, does that does that matter really? That's a really interesting. Way no, to I think mean about that. It.
6: You know, that's you know we there's been a lot of talk this week in these meetings about the economic impact in agriculture has on these communities. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in a lot of these communities, I think the senator used the number of, you know, 70, 70% uh, of the economy is dependent on agriculture in a yeah. lot of these rural towns. Um, and I think that's true, you know, but, you know, oftentimes the school's the largest employer.
4: Yeah, that's you right. Know,
6: outside of agriculture, the school also has the, probably the next biggest economic impact. Mm-hmm. And so, <clears throat> I mean, it just all does tie together and the rule the rural way of life um you know anything we can do to um make that better i think is important to support to, preserve that to, yeah. to ranchers and farmers no doubt yeah agreed
4: well jared my friend your first appearance on <laughs> the uh arkansas ag cast <laughs>
6: yeah yeah well it's been good um and you know this has been a good week for arkansas in terms of uh, Senator Bozeman being on his AG tour. It's been good good meetings and good conversation and and I think there's more of that to come. So. Yeah,
4: I would agree. I would agree. Well, thank you so much for taking the time, reserve the right to invite you back uh, anytime uh, and uh, look forward to talking to you more in the future and, and hearing your perspective as, as uh, some of these issues and policies uh, progress. Sounds good.
0: That's it for this week. We'll be back next Thursday with the latest on Arkansas agriculture.